Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. I started with the preparation of saviors, and we said we were praying. The first prayer topic we picked up was to submit ourselves as sanctified vessels unto God. You will have to submit yourself. Sanctification is a very difficult thing, but you will have to submit yourself to be sanctified. But if you read Second Timothy chapter two, the verse number. If any man therefore Purge himself from these things He shall be a vessel Unto honor Sanctified And the next word you see there is Meat Sanctified and meat For the master's use And prepared unto every good work That word um, Meat actually means To make use of something so sanctified and meet um, sanctified and suitable sanctified and suitable so if god wants to if god has to use you let, let's assume this cup if i want to use this cup it has to be clean okay so that is a sanctification where the glass is clean number two is it should be suitable Suitable in the sense that it shouldn't be leaking like a basket. Because if it's leaking like a basket, it will be clean. But if you put the water in it, the water will all drip out. It will just drip out. I can't, it will leak out. I, I, I can't drink it. So it is not suitable. This thing is clean, but it cannot serve the purpose. I can't make use of it. So sanctified and meat for the master's use. Sanctified and suitable. For the master's use. Another thing is, if this glass is as big as a bucket, it is not suitable because I can't put it to my mouth. Unless I'm, a, I'm an elephant. But if, if you can, you imagine you tell you tell your husband, honey, can can you help me with some water? And your I want to drink water. I'm thirsty. And your husband brings a bucket of water. He just carries bucket and brings you. Now it's not suitable because it's too big. And if it's a basket too, it cannot contain the water. So a vessel sanctified is clean. Meat is suitable. And prepared unto every good work. This glass is prepared for me to drink because number one is clean. Number two is suitable. Number three, it is prepared in the sense that there's water in it. And when I drink the water, the water can quench my thirst. So, in life, you will have to make sure that you have the three. Number one, you are clean. Number two, you are suitable. And then number three, you are prepared. I, I, I want to, this evening, we want to concentrate on being suitable and then when it comes to being prepared, I'll talk about you being shaped. So this, our second prayer topic goes like this. The second prayer topic says that we should pray that God will give us the faith to know that we are suitable. We are meet for the, our bandit. 
you are equipped with all the abilities and gifts you need for your assignment. Now, I know that there are times people ask me questions. You know, they, they, they ask a lot of questions. Um, how does somebody do this? How does somebody do this? How does somebody do this? You know what, people? There are things you can be trained to do. There are other things. They are just gifts. The, the person is just gifted. The, it's, it's a gift. And if you want to follow those kind of people that are gifted in the things that they do, you will be very frustrated because they, they, God has put in them the tools to do it. And today I will be taking you through a checklist, a number of gifts that are written in the Bible. And when I take you through the gifts, I want you to listen to them carefully. And by the time I finish, you will be fitting into one or two of them. Those are the gifts you will have to use to be a savior. Anybody who does not recognize your gift, you cannot be a savior. I know people who are very holy. They are sanctified, but they are not suitable. But you see, if I take Ben, who is sanctified now, and I push him to the choir, he will not be suitable. So the man is not, he, he is sanctified, but he may not be suitable for a choir. The thing many people don't understand is how to value a gift. The fact that you are gifted to do something. It's a grace God has given to you. So, I told you in the morning that I changed the prayer topic because I realized that when I was putting this thing together, the Bible reference I used for this. Actually, I intended it for the first point in addition. But I missed the, the, the reference for this so the reference for this if you have your book just put Romans chapter 12 Romans chapter number 12 the verse number 1 we start from verse number 1 and you see the way Paul thinks you see the way Paul thinks Romans chapter 12 from the verse number 1 I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now this is the sanctification. This is the sanctification. But being sanctified is not enough. You must have a gift. And everybody has a gift. Just that you need the faith to know your gift. You, you need the faith. To know this is my gift. And you need the faith. To be confident. About your gift. And you need the faith. To use the gift. Knowing the gift. That this is the area in which you are gifted. Is not enough. Um, you must have the faith. To use the gift. So you have the faith. You know the gift. You use the gift. By faith. You have the confidence to operate in that gift. So King David. The man had the gift. He knew how to sling. He knew how to put the stone. In a sling. And release it. And shoot it. He knew it. And when.
when he came to deal with Goliath, the man knew his gift and he knew the thing would work. You look at him and there was no guesswork about him. So, Paul talked about the sanctification and then he moved to the verse number 3 and started talking about the gift. Listen to me. I want to make a statement. I want to make a statement. Don't think it's a blasphemy. You know what people? Your holiness or your being holy amounts to nothing if you don't know your gift. You are holy and so what? are holy and so what this glass is clean and so what this glass is clean and so what if there's no water in the glass if the glass is not suitable to enter my mouth it's clean and so what so and, and there are many Christians like that you know what people if this glass is empty and I see a calabash or earthenware vessel which may not even look very clean and I'm testing I will prefer the calabash and the earthen vessel with water in it I'll prefer that to an empty glass which has nothing and I have seen something in the kingdom of God many of the very holy people very sanctified people don't know their gift. No, they don't know the area of their grace. And even if they know it, they are so religious that they don't even use it. I have seen people we virtually are begging them to preach. No, me, I don't want to preach. I just want to be in the background. And they think it's humility. It is just the religious packaging of uselessness. Because if everybody was running away like you, there will be no kingdom of God. There will be no kingdom of God. So the man goes to the chapter three, verse 3 and says, For I say, through the grace that is given unto me, unto every man, everybody shout every man. I say unto every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. He's not saying don't think highly of yourself. He's saying don't think highly of yourself more than you should think. So it means think of yourself high enough according to your level. Because to think low about yourself too is a bad thing. Some of us think low about ourselves. According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Come on, say, God has dealt to every one of us the measure of faith. Come on, shout it. Come on, shout it. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And say, God has dealt to me the measure of faith. <laughs> Everybody God has dealt with you the measure of faith. And then he goes to verse 4. For us, we have many members in one body. And all members don't have the same office. Keep going. So we be many, are one body in Christ, and everyone members one of, one of another. 
So I was in the house and I was thinking, look at my eye. <laughs> I've, listen, I've never woken up in the morning and the first thing I did is open my mouth. You wake up in the morning. Your eyes are closed and then your mouth goes, I can tell you, you are mad. What is all going to do? Nobody wakes up in the morning and the first thing you open is la bouche. Your mouth. Or early morning you wake up and the first thing is to get up and start walking and your eyes are closed. Now in fact, when you wake up in the morning, the likelihood is that your eyes will open first. That is the function of the eye. When it comes to eating, I have never seen somebody take the food and feed their eyes. That look, this food is nice, pal. This food is nice. Your eyes have seen it. But when you pick up the food, it will go to your mouth, not your eyes. Your nose will smell the food. The food will enter the mouth instead of the nose. So there are times in church you will do the work when it comes to the time for the credit. They will give it to another person. Oh. I thought I was the one who showed them this and this and this and that. You will show them but when it comes to the time for visibility and the glory, you will see another person doing that. So you, you are the eye. You will see it. By the mouth that would taste the food, you won't taste the food. But watch this: the food will now enter the stomach, digested everything, everything. Then the the the, the energy, the glucose, the everything that is produced will now give strength to your eyes, and your eyes too can function. So what whatever it is, sometimes you think it is another person that is benefiting, but the benefit will finally come to you. What starts in the mouth. Will finally hit the eye. What the eye sees, it will see it. The thing will enter the mouth. Can you imagine if the eye had the ability for action? For action. And then the eye saw food, and the food was very nice. And you picked up the food, and you are going to put it in your mouth. And the eye says, I am the one that saw the food. And the eye snatches the food from the mouth. Very soon, the eye itself will dry up. I have seen people in the kingdom. That thing they must do everything. They think they must do everything. And, and woe betide you. If they are doing this and then you call somebody and you tell the person, you also do this part of it. You do this part of it. You do this part. No. They believe that they should do everything. And whatever they are doing today, they must do it forever. But you know what, people? Life does not operate like that. So we be many, are one body in Christ, and everyone members one another. Verse number six. Having then gifts different according to the grace that is given unto us. Having then gifts different. So every one of us has a gift that is different from another person's gift. So having gifts that are different from one another. Having then gifts that are differing from one another. According to 
the grace that is given unto us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy. I will not go into trying to explain what all these words mean. Otherwise, we will not finish. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy. According to the profession of, according to the proportion of our faith. This kind of prophecy is, is the word that you take, you take the word of God and speak it to believers to bring correction and order in the church. That is the kind of prophecy he's talking about here. Not predictive prophecies and not descending of spirits. Our ministry, let us wait on our ministry. Some people have just got a gift. They just want to serve. That is their gift. That is the ministry he's talking about here. Diaconia. And he that teacheth on teaching. Some people are gifted to teach. It's their gift. It's an anointing that is on them. To speak and to teach. Maybe let's add to preach. It's a gift that is given to them. I will struggle to do many things. But teaching or preaching or speaking is not one of them. It's, it's, it's not difficult for me. I, I can get up anytime I can do it. It's a it's something God has put in me. And there are people too who are like that. God has just blessed them. He has just given them the thing. Others too, when they are speaking, you can see spiritual warfare. It's a battle. Every sentence will be a mistake. They came and they doesn't. And it's not like they don't speak English. But as soon as they stand in front of people, Popomiasis will just cut them. Their, their knees will be shaking. They, they, will be, they, will be, they will be confused all over the place. Why? It is not their gift. You know, you go to some churches and then when there is a pastor, they will tell you, oh, but you, they say you are a pastor in the church, but they don't allow you to preach at all. It's not every pastor who is supposed to be a preacher. That word pastor means shepherd. So you can be a shepherd and you are not a teaching shepherd. Don't, don't, don't force it. That me too. I must also, listen, daddy must allow me to preach. But once in a while, when we put you behind the pulpit, we saw we were killing you. You are dying. Um, uh, hey, it's not easy, yo. And that is here. It's not very easy. When you are standing here and that is sitting there, who sent you? When we told you to preach, you should have refused. <laughs> if, it, if it's not easy, why, why are you standing there? Okay, so he that teacheth on teaching. Verse number eight. He that exhorted on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. Listen. Some people just have the gift and the anointing to give. No, giving is a gift. Some of you don't have it at all. I don't blame you because the people who are not gifted to give, even tithing is a very difficult thing. No, tithe. In fact, if your salary is 1,133 1,133 CDs 50 pesos what is the tithe? somebody work it for me 1,133 CDs 50 pesos somebody work it for me You have, a, you have a phone. Just do it for me. 1,133 CDs and 50 pesos. That's your salary. 
The tithe is ten percent. So calculate it from one one three, and you manage to find thirty five pesos and put up in it, and that is your tithe, and you package it in a tithe envelope. I want to assure you, you are far from being a giver. God has not called you to be a giver. You are a calculator. You are a tax collector. You are not a giver. But you know, some people are givers. No, that they, they just give. Now, look at look at look at the scripture which says that train up a child in the way that he should go. So that when he is grown, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way that he should go. So that when the child is grown, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. But see, people don't stop to ask, how should we train up the child? The next verse. The rich ruleth over the poor. And the borrower is a servant to the lender. So the training is talking about Training with money is part of it. Training with money is part of it. You know what? Being a giver doesn't mean you are giving 20,000, 100,000, 50,000, 1 million. Sometimes it's just small, small. And a woman took two mites and gave. And Jesus said, this woman has given more than all of them. I pray that somebody, you will discover your gift. Whatever it is, you have a gift. King Saul had a demon that was tormenting him. And they said, the only way the king can get relief is if we can get somebody who is good at playing a harp. The person will play that harp and the king will get relief. So, King Saul's deliverance came from a savior who could play an instrument. Instrument. The next day, it was the man's ability to cast a stone. King David was not a very gifted person like Solomon. He was not a very gifted person like Solomon. Solomon had that intelligence and understanding. King David was not like that. But the man was a pure worshiper of God who knew how to use the sling and he also knew how to play the instrument and because he had the fear of God in him, he knew how to administer justice to the people of God. I pray, you have a gift. Don't sit on your gift. Don't waste your gift. When I finish preaching today, I want you to pray about your gift. What has God given you in the kingdom? What has God put in your hands? When he was send, sending Moses the deliverer. He said Moses. What is in your hand? He said a staff. He said now this staff ceases to be the staff of man. It becomes the rod of God. And with this staff or rod. You will work miracles. I pray in the name of Jesus. May the Lord God anoint you. May he touch your life. May he cause you to discover your gift. Pick up your gift. Use that gift in the name of Jesus. Receive that anointing. In Jesus mighty name Carry your gift Carry your gift Make use of your gift Bless people with your gift Touch the world with your gift Use your gift to save people Use your gift to save people Use your gift
Use your gift. Use your gift. Use your gift. And apart from the gift, you will have to submit yourself to the discipline of being shaped. So you can be a gift and you are suitable, but you are not shaped. To be shaped means you are trained. And this is the very difficult one. People, the raw gift can only bring you. Now, watch this. The raw gift can lift you from the ground and bring you here. But if you must get there, you have to train. Even the gift must be trained. Paul told Timothy, he said, Timothy, until I come, give attendance to reading. The same Paul told the same Timothy. He said, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that will not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. That means having a gift is not enough. You must be trained. Training. Training. Listen, even preaching, you have to be trained. There is a time I can stand behind the pulpit and shout. There are times too I must be able to stand behind the pulpit and speak gently and calmly the way I'm doing today. It's a training. It's a training. You train. You train yourself to speak. You train your voice. When you are a singer, the gift may be there, but you have to be trained. So you will have to be sanctified. You have to be suitable. And you have to be shaped. Hmm? You have to be shaped. Set a vessel unto honor. Sanctified and meet for the master's use. And prepared unto every good work. Listen, those of you that are young and you are in the ministry, if you can go to an accredited Bible school, go, attend one, study. Those of you who know the calling of God is upon you, and instead of learning, you don't want to learn, you don't want to go to school, you don't want to study anything, you feel that the, the whole thing will end with income share, and you have loaded your pocket, front pocket and back pocket with bottles of anointing oil, three of them here, Two of them here. One here. One here. As soon as the devil shows up, he says, hey, wait, I'm coming with the oil. When Jesus, the devil came, he didn't say, wait, I'm bringing my oil. He said, it is written, it is written, it is written. I pray, may you apply yourself to study. 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 When did you study heaven? When did you go to heaven to learn? Learn from heaven. Am I talking to you at all? Training. A carpenter who has never gone to carpentry school. Where did you study this carpentry? I was born with it. Were you born with nails? When your mother gave birth to you, nails came out with you. What is that? And when you were born, your legs were, were wawa board or, 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 or doom. You may be naturally gifted as a carpenter, but you have to learn it as a skill. Go to school and learn. 
That is why in your case, when you make chair, whenever people sit and stand, they hear noise and a nail is holding their trousers. The number of people's trousers you have torn is not one or two. Headdress and so a preacher who knows nothing about hermeneutics knows nothing about homiletics you talk about old testament new testament old ot old testament survey doesn't know what you are talking about new testament survey doesn't know what you are talking about you are talking about church government. He doesn't understand what you are saying. You are talking about church administration. He doesn't know what you are talking about. The person has studied nothing. And no one says, I see me Doesn't understand the principles and the elementary principles of counseling. Never, never studied anything. And that is how these days we are just destroying things everywhere. We are destroying things everywhere because we don't even understand the impact of what we are doing. I pray, may you be a vessel sanctified and meet that means suitable and prepared unto every good work. That means shaped. You are trained. Look at the man Moses. You know, when, when, whenever we read about Moses in the Bible, we think Moses was some ignorant man who just, uh, you know, we see Moses like a magician. The man who stood at the Red Sea, lifted up his rod, and the Red Sea divided. Whoa! Then there was a rock, and he hit the rock, and water came out. Whoa! That's the way we see Moses. But when you read about Moses in Acts chapter 7, the Bible says concerning this man Moses, he said, when Moses was born, Acts 7, 20 to 22. You need some help there. In the week time, Moses was born. Now watch this. Moses was born an exceeding fair. So the man was born and God made him a very beautiful man. God made Moses a very beautiful man. In fact, Joseph, who is the historian, says that Moses was so nice, so handsome, so glowing, the man is just glowing with the glory of God. And that when Moses walked and passed, people looked at him until he disappeared. No, he was so glorious, you couldn't take your eyes off him. That is how glorious he was. So Moses was born, he was exceeding fair, and nourished up in his father's house three months. And when he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him and nourished him for her own son. Now, when the man was taken into Pharaoh's house, he didn't just play lazy over there. He learned, the Bible said, in the verse number 22, and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Can I tell you this? God will not give the Ten Commandments to an ignorant man. He will not put the Mosaic law in the hands of a man who does not know his left from his right. 
There are very serious things God does not give to an uneducated brain. Learn. If for one reason or the other, you cannot read, that is a different thing. But don't be lazy. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodannaba.com. God bless you richly.